things have gotten out of hand. Live your best life. Think positively. High vibes only. Frankly, it's become toxic. Just yesterday on Instagram, I saw one of those classic posts saying, train your mind to see the good in every situation. Or another personal favorite, life is too good to be anything but happy. The self-help, personal development, self-improvement industry, whatever you want to call it, has gotten out of hand. I would even argue that parts of it have become toxic. Over the next few episodes, we will be taking an in-depth look at specific messages shared by this industry that might be making your anxiety worse. You're listening to The Happier Approach, the show that pulls back the curtain on the need to succeed, hustle, and achieve at the price of our inner peace and relationships. And I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. Researchers at the University of Montreal found that consuming self-help books actually makes people more stressed. Lupine, one of the lead researchers, said, It seems that these books do not produce the desired effects. When we observe that the best predictor of purchasing a self-help book is having bought one in the past year, it raises doubts about their effectiveness. Logically, if such books were truly effective, reading just one would be enough to solve all of our problems. Not to say that all self-help books are crap. I mean, I wrote one. But there are quality books out there. We just need to be discerning of them. The first glaring issue with many of these books is they boil everything down to the idea that you are broken. If only you were skinnier, had better boundaries, were less of a perfectionist, stopped people-pleasing, or were more positive, then you will feel better about your life. They're constantly sending the message they have the answer to your problems and you need to follow their simple system to achieve it. Of course, you feel more broken, more defeated, and more lost after reading it, so you just pick up another book, hoping that this one will free you of all your ills. The self-help industry is especially dangerous for those of us with high-functioning anxiety, because at our core, we believe we are unworthy. This belief of unworthiness manifests in anxiety. We hustle, overanalyze, ruminate, worry, and overperform in order to keep those feelings of unworthiness at bay. So yes, we are ripe for reading self-help books. My bookshelves used to be covered in them. I might have actually helped my local boarders stay in business for as long as they did because in my 20s and 30s, I was there every weekend looking for a book that would heal me the one that would finally make my pain go away. I know if I could just find that simple answer, everything would be better. Self-help sells quick answers. Another thing those of us with high-functioning anxiety love, simple solutions. And then we find afterwards we can beat ourselves up when those simple solutions don't work. So you can see the cycle, feel broken, have lots of anxiety, look for a solution outside of yourself via books, courses, or gurus who are offering simple, easy solutions. When that solution inevitably doesn't work, you blame yourself more and head out looking for the next solution. Because maybe this one will give you the peace you are looking for. Make it stop. Come on, please just make it stop. You know, a few years ago, I finally started listening to Tara Brock. She wasn't a guru. She wasn't making tens of thousands of dollars, charging hundreds of dollars for her program. She was a Buddhist practicing psychologist who was open and honest about her own struggle with radical acceptance. In fact, that was the title of her book, Radical Acceptance. I was hooked. 
She was the first person to introduce the concept of radical acceptance to me and how it would look if I practiced it. In fact, this quote changed my life. She says, this moment, ask yourself, do I accept myself just as I am? Without judging yourself, simply become aware of how you are relating to your body's emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. Talk about a breath of fresh air. I had the permission to ask myself, do I accept myself just as I am? There wasn't a simple answer. It wasn't, this is the right way to do it. It was, take some interest in yourself. Look at yourself. Be kind to yourself. Her message was like a drop of water in a sea of self-criticism. I couldn't believe in the power of radical acceptance because I was so very broken. I had swallowed the lie that I couldn't be accepting of myself because if I did, then I wouldn't be a good person. I would be giving up on myself, doomed to be broken forever. But I kept reading her book, listening to her words, and it took me a few years of dabbling in radical acceptance, dipping my toes in the idea that acceptance of myself was the key. And then eventually, I realized the idea of pure acceptance was actually just a bit too radical for me. If acceptance was Mount Everest, I had spent the past few years stuck at base camp one. I decided maybe I should try something radical first. Maybe I would just try being kind to myself. I started with what seemed like a radical idea. You are not broken. You do not need to be fixed. Yes, you are human. Yes, you are put on this earth to be the best version of you and learn as many lessons as possible. And you have been brainwashed into thinking you have to always be improving in order to be accepted. What if rather than going outside of ourselves to find the most effective, simple solution to fix ourselves, the journey is to go inward and to be kind to whatever you see there. Rather than beating yourself up for having soft boundaries, be kind to yourself. You learned soft boundaries over time, maybe in your childhood, maybe in your first marriage, but having soft boundaries has served you, and learning how to have more rigid boundaries might serve you too. Learning how to set boundaries is challenging. It takes a long time. It isn't a simple solution. It isn't one and done. It is repeated baby steps over time. Each time you mess up, which is inevitable, it requires more kindness from you. One of the values almost all my clients with high-functioning anxiety share is a high loyalty value. They are very loyal to anyone in their inner circle, and yet they frequently turn their back on themselves. The only way to make change, the only way to come to peace with your anxiety is to stop turning your back on yourself. Stop ridiculing, belittling, and fighting who you are. When we can build loyalty with ourselves, be kind to ourselves, have our own backs, we can see the hustle, ruminating, and control is all a ruse just to hide our own flaws. And when we can accept our flaws, the need to keep that ruse alive becomes less. Will you always have anxiety? Probably. I hate to tell you that, but it's probably true. Because the need to hide our flaws is hardwired and so very strong. But that doesn't mean we have to fall victim to it every time. That means that when we notice our anxiety, we can say, oh yeah, hey there, there you are again, trying to protect me from myself, right? This time, I don't need protection. I see me and I'm kind to me. So just keep moving along. 
Yeah, that does sound simple. And it's anything but simple. Building a relationship with yourself with kindness and loyalty as the foundation is counter to everything we have been taught. It takes time. And that time includes repeated failures, periods of getting stuck in looking outside of yourself, reminders that you can do it and then cycle and repeat. But this work is 10,000 times better than the constant unfulfilling need of thinking I am broken and they can fix me. Now I want you to say I am not broken and I do not need to be fixed. I am human, amazingly, wonderfully human. A human being who has lots of different emotions, lots of different ways of looking at the world, who is diverse and full of gray. I do not live in a black and white world. And I cannot, cannot be happy 100% of the time. And that brings me back to those amazingly annoying Instagram posts that I talked about at the very beginning. Those posts saying that you need to be happy all the time and that if you could just change your thoughts, everything would be great. They are what is making you more anxious because we can't change our thoughts that quickly. We can't choose happy. There are things that happen in our day-to-day lives that do not make us happy. And those of us with high-functioning anxiety push those negative feelings down further and further and further. Have a fight with your boss? Push that feeling down. Get mad at your husband? Push that feeling down. Because all over Instagram, it's telling us we need to be happy. And so we put on a fake smile and we go through our day and we miss what's really going on in our lives. We miss all the different emotions that are happening. We miss the sadness. We miss the anger. We miss the unworthiness feelings. We miss the joy. You know, as Brene Brown says, you cannot have joy without the flip of it. You have to have both. That's how life works. We have a variety of things that are happening to us every day. You know, I had a mentor that used to say, the goal of life is to experience everything deeply. And so when I grieve my father who died, I experience that grief deeply. And when I laugh at a memory of him, I experience that joy deeply. Both of those are true. When I get angry at my husband, that means I'm fighting for him. I'm fighting for our relationship. I want our relationship to get better. That does not mean I deserve to yell at him, but it does mean that I can fight with him for what I believe in to be right. And that's the goal here. So I encourage you to remind yourself how not broken you are. Unfollow those Instagram posts that are just making you feel crappier about yourself. And start following the Instagram posts that are out there encouraging real kindness. Embracing the fact that we're humans and we're not robots. Embracing the fact that imperfection is awesome because that's what makes the world so amazing. Think about those in your life you love the most. You love them because of their imperfections, not despite their imperfections. Their imperfections are what makes them them. And so we need to love ourselves because of our imperfections, not despite them. And if you insist on having a book to read, please pick up a copy of Tara Brock's book, Radical Acceptance, because it is unlike any self-help book you have read. You can also listen to her weekly sermons via her podcast or her website. 
They're full of stories, humor, and wisdom, and I will include that information in the show notes. It is no secret that I have a bone to pick with the self-help industry. The solutions it sells leave women living with hidden anxiety, women like you, with more stuff to be anxious about, or worse, it turns you off from getting help completely. I want to help you dial back the overwhelm and overthinking with a set of tools designed just for people like you. It's not woo-woo. It's not trying to positively think your challenges away, and I'm certainly not going to tell you to start living your best life. I work one-on-one with women like you to deconstruct why anxiety creeps up on you and give you something to do about it. Here's how it works. First, we meet for an extended 90-minute session to uncover your stories and habits. You know, the ones that are keeping you stuck. Then you continue to work with me on demand through an app that lets you leave a message for me anytime you start to feel anxious or whenever you feel the monger attack you, aka that inner critic voice that just is constantly there telling you how much you suck and how you messed up again. So I'll get back to you with action steps for moving through the discomfort and finding peace. Plus, you'll continue to meet with me for monthly sessions too. I call this coach in your pocket. And it has been revolutionary watching my clients with high functioning anxiety and catching their anxiety in the moment has been amazing. I have watched these clients make more progress and move faster in coming up with new strategies to cope with their anxiety than any other methodology I've worked with. Working with me this way is an incredibly efficient and effective way to deal with your anxiety in the moment without waiting for your next appointment. No needing to get babysitters. No needing to call off work. This happens in the moment. You can reach out to me anytime. Ready to get started? Email me, nancyjane at live-happier.com, and we'll set up a free 30-minute consultation to see if this process is a good fit for you. Again, reach out nancyjane at live-happier.com. Like the show? I would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast player and then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Do you know someone who struggles with high-functioning anxiety? Tell them to listen as well. I'm so excited to share with you the happier approach. To find out more, visit live-happier.com.